Welcome to the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist@extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. Theologically, the original sin really was pride. It was Lucifer, an angel created to serve as a creative director and worship leader in heaven that exalted himself. He was responsible for transporting worship to the Father and and words from the throne room to the angels. In Ezekiel 28, 17, we read where he became aware of his own beauty and pride entered his heart. Soon he got tired of God receiving all the praise and he desired his own will to be done. Verse 17 says, Your heart became proud on account of your beauty and you corrupted your wisdom because of your splendor. So I threw you to the earth. I made a spectacle of you before kings. And we read about Satan's real intent in Isaiah 14, 12 to 14, when he said, I will make myself like the Most High. There are five I wills in verses 13 and 14. Lucifer, a leading angel, instantly became Satan, God's enemy, when he became filled with pride because there can only be one will in heaven. Humility. Humility is the antidote for pride. And James encourages his readers twice in chapter 4 to humble themselves. This is true wisdom, according to James. And he proceeds to inform the church of the fruit of humility and the fruit of pride which I believe is a word for today. It's a word for us here today. Really, humility equals true wisdom. And so that's what I've called this message, humility, true wisdom. And that's our starting place with God. And that starting place is to really humble ourselves, coming to him with reverent fear. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, according to Proverbs. James' message to his church in Jerusalem in chapter 4 is as relevant today in 2021 as it was then, in those few early years of persecution in the church. James warns them of the fruit of pride and self-will And at the same time, he encourages them. He encourages them and he encourages them to grow in the fruit of humility. As we read from James 3, 13 to to the end and 4, verses 1 to 10, I I want you to see if you can pick up on the good and bad fruits that our lives will produce depending on our hearts. So let's read James 3. Chapter chapter 3, verse 13. Who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show by his good behavior his deeds in the gentleness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be 
arrogant and so lie against the truth. This wisdom is not that which comes down from above, but it's earthly, natural, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every evil thing. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering without hypocrisy. And the seed whose fruit is, fruit is righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Chapter 4, verse 1. What is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? Is it not the source is not the source your pleasures that wage war in your members? You lust and you do not have, so you commit murder, and you are envious and you cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, so that you may spend it on your pleasures. You adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture speaks to no purpose? He jealously desires the spirit which he has made to dwell in us. But he gives a greater grace. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud but gives grace to the humble. Submit, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be miserable and mourn and weep. Let your laughter turn to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourself in the presence of the, of the Lord, and he will exalt you. The fruit of pride is fairly it's a fairly nasty list. You don't want to be that guy. First we've got disorder in verse 16, 316, lust in chapter 4, verse 2, and envy in that same verse. And he's speaking here to the church. James says all all you have to do to get free of these things is to ask. But you need to ask with the right motives, i.e., repent and start respecting God again, not putting conditions on our asking. You see, we need to really want to change by not cheating on God and to get desperate for help. It's possible, isn't it, to cheat on God, live a double life, get desperate. Smith Wigglesworth was a healing evangelist in the early 20th century. He, um, he was a plumber who got radically saved in his 30s uh, or re-saved. Uh, I think his wife had a lot to do with that, him coming back to God. Anyway, he traveled America and England, mainly England actually, I think, and he, he um, saw many people set free and healed and come to the Lord. But he was a fairly abrupt man, and you know, sometimes it's the quirky people who God uses, isn't it? And uh, he was one of those quirky guys, probably a little bit grumpy, gruff at times, uh, didn't have that many social graces. And one day a lady was brought to him, very, very well-to-do lady, 
lots of money to give towards his work, potentially. And um, he just took one look and said, woman, you're not desperate enough. Come and see me in two weeks. (laughs) I think the woman came back very humble in two weeks and she was healed of a very debilitating um, disease. But anyway, how desperate are we? How desperate are we for getting right, getting this right with God? When it comes to lust, we need to starve the old nature of what it wants for long enough and it will weaken and will slowly come under submission. Can't cast the old nature out. You've got to die to it. On the other hand, the fruit of humility is awesome. Let's look at the list The list of of the fruit of humility, number one, grace. Humility gains us the favor of God, which is his grace, James 4, 6. And grace upon grace, John 1, 16. I came across this verse in my little readings a few weeks ago. I just was blown away. Grace upon grace. Isn't that awesome? Number two, true wisdom is. really is is a second fruit of humility, true wisdom. James 3, 13 to 18 gives two kinds of wisdom. Did you catch that? Firstly, if you befriend the world and if you cuddle up to sin, then that kind of wisdom is earthly. If you've got a foot in both camps, wisdom will be in short supply in your life, if not completely lacking. But then in verse 17, he says there is simply no shortage of supply of God's wisdom. It comes down from heaven, and it's pure. It's peace-loving. It's considerate. It's submissive. It's merciful, impartial, and sincere. All we have to do is ask for it, and we have to ask without doubting, James 1.5. So we've got grace, we've got wisdom. Number three, the Holy Spirit. Through humility we receive the Holy Spirit, verse 5. It's actually the only time or mention of the Spirit in the whole book of James. But oh, how important it is, isn't it? Amen. To have God's Holy Spirit in us, he begins by by cleaning, cleaning the rooms, doesn't he? He He comes to cleanse us, to teach us, and to enable us to serve. But we need to do our part. I think the book of James just has this wonderful blend of all that God's done that we've heard about this morning. Thanks, Malcolm. But with all that we need to do too. Verse 8 and 9. Quit dabbling with sin. Purify your inner life. Quit playing the field. This is the message version of verse 8 and 9. Quit dabbling with sin, purify your inner life and playing the field. Hit bottom and cry your eyes out. The fun and games are over. Humility is not putting yourself down or to downplay your efforts. That's false humility. True humility is about knowing where your strength really lies and giving him all the glory. So we've got these two lists. The fruit of pride, we know where that's gonna where we're gonna end up. 
down that track, eh? We've been there. Don't look back. There's nothing back there. The other list is the list of the fruit of humility. And humility is from from the Lord. So in God's economy, in his kingdom, humility wins out over pride every time. Which type of wisdom do you and I display? Do we display the snatch, grab, and complain type? Or the pure, peace-loving, considerate, submission, submissive, merciful, impartial, and sincere type? The type you display comes down to who you hang with the most. And the invitations here in this reading today, The invitation is clear. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Verse 8. We prayed that this morning in the little room. Isn't that awesome? He will come when we ask. It's not too late. It's not too late. Pride says, build a bigger archway. And will try to stop us responding every time to that still small voice or invitation. But humility will draw us in to receive his grace upon grace upon grace. It never ends. There's never any shortage of grace. There's never a shortage of miracles with God. He's not going to run out of miracles anytime soon. So, friends, which will it be today? That invitation to draw near to God or the temptation to do it ourselves, to do our will? Let's pray. Oh, God, we stand in your presence here this morning just awestruck, awestruck at all you did on that cross, all you paid for and all the things that we've done that put you there, you paid for. So God, I just say thanks. We can't thank you enough. We're in awe. But Lord, we also stand at today saying, draw near to us, Lord. Draw near, come. Come, Lord Jesus, into our situation, whatever that is. We, we pray, come, because we can't do it without you. Lord, our pride needs to die, and we need to say humbly, Lord, Give us that grace upon grace. We want to humble ourselves, Lord, because we know if we don't, life's going to do it. You're you're going to allow life to do it. So, God, we humble ourselves. We ask for forgiveness and your mercy and your grace over every situation and member of our family and over every decision we make this week. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Huntley Baptist Church Podcast. We hope that it has been an encouragement to you. Please feel free to contact us at Huntley